Hello, and welcome back to the Parents at Work podcast, a podcast for parents who want to succeed at work while also raising children. My name is Lori Mahalik-Levin, and we are back with our second in a series of episodes with parents in the consulting world. As a professional, I am a healthcare lawyer. I'm the founder of a program called Mindful Return that helps employers retain their new parent top talent. And I'm mama to two wonderful redheaded boys who are now ages 10 and 12. I'm joined today by my co-host and my amazing husband, Jason Levin. Welcome, Jason. Thank you, Lori. You're a wonderful, amazing wife. And thank you for co-hosting with me. We are coming back from a week-long vacation in the Poconos, where we actually got a chance to ski. So I'm grateful for that. A little bit about me. I'm the founder of Ready, Set, Launch, LLC, where I'm a speaker, trainer, and coach. I advise executives on how to grow their professional services practice and make intentional career transitions. My debut book, Relationships to Infinity, The Art and Science of Keeping in Touch, is available on Amazon and wherever you find books online. Super excited about this segment that we're doing, uh, Dads and Consulting especially because I started my career in consulting. I'm uh, an Anderson Consulting alum, now Accenture, and we have some uh, Accenture links uh, with uh, both of our dads in consulting uh, today. Awesome. So if you haven't yet listened to the episode with the two moms in consulting who we interviewed, Liz Lapatina and Brooke Weddle, you'll want to do that. And to round out the conversation today, we've got two amazing dads, John Mildy and Dan Beldor. Jason, you want to tell us about John? My pleasure. Jonathan Mildy is a managing director and partner at Boston Consulting Group, where he is a core member of the technology and digital advantage, transactions and integrations, and industrial goods practice areas. He also has significant experience with healthcare, consumer goods, and retail clients. Jonathan lives in Maryland and is married to Bess for 15 years. They have two kids, Bia, age 11, and August, age 8. Awesome. We also have with us Dan Balgar, who has been with Accenture for nearly 18 years and is the Office Managing Director for Accenture in Miami, as well as the Life Sciences Client Group Lead on Strategy and Consulting Products Lead for Accenture's South Market Unit. He's been married to his wife, Michelle, for 24 years and his dad to Carolina, who's 21, a senior at Parsons School of Design in Paris, France, and Stephanie, who's 19 and is studying psychology at Florida State University. Welcome, Dan, and welcome, John. We're so excited that you're both here. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, great to be here. So we are always interested in kicking off our conversations by having you tell us about your own personal working parent story. So rewind to when you were, you know, brand new parents and walk us through that transition to working parenthood. John, if you wouldn't mind starting, we'll kick it off with you and then we'll turn it over to you, Dan. Well, sure. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, I did have two stints in consulting. Uh, one, one where I kind of started my professional career, um, and in the, in the 2000s. And at that moment in time, I, I wasn't married and I, and I didn't have children, but virtually my entire uh, time at, you know, Boston Consulting Group, I've been a parent. So we have an introductory level there for kind of postgraduate student folks. We call it the consultant level. No surprise. And, you know, it was in that, it was at that stage that I had my first child. So really parenting has, has been a part of my consulting story. I mean, and certainly in the era of my professional career where I've considered consulting to be a profession, you know, more so than a job. 
It's been with me a long time. And, uh, you know, my wife has always worked too. She's been working the entire time. It was an adjustment. I mean, you know, I think we didn't, you don't know what you don't know, like ahead of having, having children, you know, you're just kind of excited for this new phase. But I will say that, you know, a lot of the conversations that probably people are better at having now today, like care models, you know, uh, healthcare models, how you're going to, you know, run your processes, you know, while running two jobs. I mean, we, we weren't really having a lot of those conversations <laughs> in that era. And it was something that we had to come to quickly once we, once we had the children. Thanks, John. Yeah, you don't know what you don't know. And gosh, there's so much you don't know in early parenthood. How about you, Dan? Can you tell us about your working parent story? Sure, sure. So um, back in 2001, uh, Carolina was born. And at the time, I was an employee at Pfizer in New York City. And um, a lot of things have been happening in my life at that time. Not only the birth of my daughter, but my mother had just been diagnosed with cancer. 9-11 had happened. A lot of things going on. And my wife and I decided we wanted to focus on bringing our, our child closer to her family. And so we decided to move back to South Florida from a, a promising career at Pfizer. But uh, at that time, I'd started, I started my own company coming back to, uh, back to Miami. And for about three, four years, I'd founded a, a medical device distribution company in South Florida. And my second child was born. And after a few years of doing that, sold it, spent some time on the sidelines thinking about what I wanted to do next, and decided to get into consulting. And now with two small children, my wife, who's a special education teacher, decided I, I wanted to give consulting uh, a shot. And with that, I, I started my career at Accenture back in 2005. And it's been a wonderful ride. But but one, I've always decided to put my family first. And that has never been uh, been in question, at least for myself, my family, and certainly my employer. And has been uh, has been a blessing uh, to this point. Thank you for leading us on your journey there, Dan. Let's stick with you for a minute. How would you describe, if you can generalize it all, what it's like to be a parent in management consulting these days. Key comment there around these days. I think management consulting prior to the pandemic was a bit different from these days, I would say. I think my career sure. at Accenture was largely uh, built on traveling to the client site weekly, Sunday evening flights, Monday morning flights, Thursday evening flights or Friday evening flights. So it was a significant chunk of time away from my family to be able to, to advance a career in consulting. I think these days it's different. I think with the advent of using these collaborative tools and clients that are seeing the value of bringing together the kind of consulting that they require, but not all of it has to be in person, I think is a little bit different these days. And I can certainly say I'm, I'm thankful for it. I think I can still do a phenomenal job for my clients, but still be a, a great uh, dad while, while doing a lot of that uh, from home. Yeah, uh, we definitely heard the same themes from Liz and Brooke on the mom side. Do you think, uh, before we go over to you, John, Dan, do you think that this change in the travel pace will maybe, I don't know, influence or affect new parents' transitions into parenthood and maybe people's decisions about children earlier in their careers? I think the the advent of coming and doing jobs from uh, you know, work that we do for, as consultants for our clients both in person and remote, but that balance being a bit more, um, well, more balanced, quite frankly, is is better for fathers. I think it's I think it's better for mothers, and it allows really great talent to not have to choose anymore to be able to actually do both very well and still meet the demands of the job. 
silver lining of the pandemic, for sure. John, over to you. How would you describe what it's like to be a parent in management consulting today? Well, I mean, I wouldn't have too many builds on what Dan said. It's been it's been a really radical change. I mean, from the full, you know, full week travel, four day week travel to really more like fractional trips kind of in and out, even less expectation from clients that you'd be around uh, welcoming of those collaboration tools. You know, I do think it has improved the day to day experience of consulting. But that said, I wouldn't say that the hours, you know, given to consulting are that different. I, you know, they're different kinds of hours. Those hours spent in transition, like in traveling and running from meeting to meeting and, and grabbing some food that has gone down. But, you know, the time spent, you know, with the laptop, uh, you know, on calls, I think a lot of that has stayed the same. And as a result, I think it still requires a pretty thoughtful approach to, to priorities, you know, and, and, a, and an awareness of time. I am in an office. I'm in my home office today, but, you know, I do need to come out of that office, you know, in order to engage on um, the events that are happening, you know, downstairs and, and, you know, at my kid's school. I do think that some of that same thoughtfulness that, you know, I tried to have in the era when I was traveling has carried over into the, into the present era. And it's interesting. Jason's at home working from home today. I'm sure he's at his clients all the time. The client side today, and I stepped away from a, a group meeting that we're having uh, to have this conversation. So it, it can be done. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we've been given a lot more flexibility and freedom, and we still need to use our time intentionally and prioritize and set the boundaries that allow us to spend time with our families, too. Over to you, Jason, for our next question. I love the conversation. And this is something that showed up in the moms and consulting segment was also around priorities where people's priorities, both in family and work, were even clearer to them and that they actually were able to be uh, more effective in, in, in both ways. So I want to uh, stick with John for a second. What workplace supports did you find particularly helpful as you became a working parent? I guess I would say a lot has really progressed in the era since I had, I mean, I had my daughter, you know, 11 years ago. And I think parenting just as a theme has, has entered the workforce with capital letters and, and has really like improved for, you know, people becoming parents today. But I would still hand out a lot of, a lot of compliments to our working environment. My case team knew I was having a child. They were very supportive of it. They gave me a lot of flexibility around when to, when to roll off. The effort, um, the staffers, you know, were very aware. They wanted me to have a good experience. They wanted me not to be stressed with with work and go, you know, enjoy a milestone moment. There was a really warm people aspect to that. And I don't take it for granted that we had just great healthcare and, you know, the the overall like doctor experience of, of both children that, you know, was provided through the employer was was fantastic and, you know, super grateful that we had, you know, the births that we had. That's great. That's really great. And and the fact that you had supportive colleagues throughout the entire uh, transition, uh, that's uh, that's just so important because none of this happens in isolation. The, the fact that you have supportive colleagues is uh, is critical. Good for you, John. Yeah. That's really great. So, uh, Dan, same question. What uh, workplace supports did you find particularly helpful as you became a working parent? Well, a few, a few things. So when I was a parent or became a parent back in the early 2000s, and it doesn't seem that long ago, but some of the benefits that we have in place today for Accenture uh, didn't exist. I'm thankful that the company has made huge strides to make being a parent and a consultant at Accenture easier, more fulfilling. That's number one. Accenture really offers a range of benefits today, really, that 
parents can take advantage of. In addition to paid parental leave for the birth or adoption of a child, we have flexible schedules and employee resource groups for parents to talk through parenting issues with other parents. And Accenture offers also backup child care as well, access to tutoring for children that, that require it or other learning services, just to name a few. So I'm really thankful for the things that we've asked for as employees over, over the years and Accenture has stepped up. We've been recognized as the best place to work for several years in a row, a top 10 best company with Saramount and other organizations. And so these things have been recognized now externally and which I'm thankful for. But me in particular, I'm most grateful for the things that we've done within our culture at Accenture because we've, uh, through the leadership of our CHRO, Ellen Shook, um, we've instituted something called being truly human um, at the workplace. And that means a lot of things from mind and body and soul, quite frankly, around the things that we need to make sure that we're bringing the very best of ourselves to our, our workplace, our clients. But it's in our interactions with our colleagues where others recognize sometimes the need for additional help or time, et cetera. And we, we act in the best ways for our colleagues. And being truly human is not something we just talk about. At Accenture, it's something that we live in. I'm, I'm very thankful for that. You know, it's great that we can actually talk about humanity in uh, the in the workplace. It um, it feels more livable, uh, which is uh, that's pretty special. You know, and you were talking about uh, backup childcare. I know that you know that's a benefit that Lori had when she was at a, a large law firm, and that's something that we used, which was huge because uh, you know having backup childcare. You know, when the kids are young, you never know who's. Uh, you know, going to get some kind of uh, ailment where you have to run for the uh, pediatrician or something. Let's see. Yeah, it saved us any number of times. I want to uh, say add two things. One is to the extent you listener work for an organization and you're not sure if they provide backup childcare, ask. Um, it took me a number of months at the law firm where I was working until I discovered the benefit of backup childcare. So um, if you're listening to this and you're an employer, I'd say, do as much outreach as you can to make sure that your employees know about these amazing benefits. The other thing I just wanted to put a quick plug in for is, Dan, you mentioned having ERGs, employee resource groups to support employees. And I convene a group of about 260 leaders of working parent and caregiver ERGs. It's called the Working Parent Group Network. And I just invite anybody who's listening to this to feel free to join us. We have a Zoom call every other month. And really, it's about like, how do we run our groups? I'm a serial founder of two of these working parent groups, and I know how it can feel to recreate the wheel all the time. So if you want to participate in these conversations and just this learning collaborative, feel free to go to mindfulreturn.com forward slash WPGN. That stands for Working Parent Group Network. So feel free to join in that conversation. And thank you for sharing all of that, Dan. So as a, as a coach speaker trainer, I, I, I love what uh, your first job can mean to you and how it influences your own uh, development and how you think about things. So, uh, Dan, uh, I want to stick with you for a second. What was your first job? What'd you learn from it? Oh, my first job. Oh, um, I was I worked at a record store. Uh, a record store. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know I'm dating myself a little bit, but, but um, they're coming back in uh, in style. So maybe maybe yeah. some Listeners are going to see that. Um, I, I worked at a record store. And what I learned from that was, number one, independence. I learned the value of uh, of money, quite frankly. 
the ability to be proud of doing work and then being compensated for it and then spending the money that I made on, on the things that were important to me at the time. I also worked with young mothers at the time at the record store and so saw saw some of that as well and and how they, they made ends meet. So a, a lot of it was uh, just just seeing the world as it is. Wow. And so was your job at the record store to do sales or what what, what kinds of jobs were you doing within the record store? Yeah. Uh, cashier and also, yeah, just to helping customers just find the music that they're looking looking to buy. So, yeah. That's awesome. A record store. I love Wait, it. Wait, before we move on to John, uh, like favorite album from the time you were. <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. This is going to sound weird. I, Brian Adams' Reckless album. I really like that album a lot. Oh, that, that, nice. <laughs> I like Brian Adams. That's good. Right, I'm going to have to pull that up this week. So thanks, Dan. All right. So, John, first job. What'd you learn from it? Yeah, I was, I was trying to make sure I had my years in in, uh, in order, but I, I actually think the first job was in the summers, you know, in Missouri, fireworks are are legal and, and a very like exciting part of, of the lead up to like the 4th of July season. So I remember working in like fireworks stands in that <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, manning these these stands for, you know, mostly mostly kids to come in during the day and buy bottle rockets and uh you know and firecrackers um and then as the as the fourth approached of course it was like a crush of people you know wanting to buy the fountains and roman candles and everything else but look i mean that was you know that was like hot work in the in the missouri sun and just uh (laughs) i learned i guess i learned what hard work uh can look like and to some extent you know how to persevere through some some really like boring you know low moments too <laughs> there's it's not the most like intellectually stimulating work but i think as dan said you know like putting in time into something you know can make you feel proud and certainly the output of of getting paid and spending money in the ways that make you happy is uh it's a great lesson that's awesome do you remember what you spent your uh, first uh, payment on uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you know probably um Probably some some synthetic shirt, uh, maybe you know, maybe like a hypercolor t shirt at the time or something like that, <laughs> or Very you cool. know, music too. Absolutely, I wasn't working in a record store, but you know, loved loved buying CDs in that era. What were you listening to at the time? Everything from you know, LL Cool J, Walking with the Panther to uh, Poison. You know, so it's a lot. It's a lot of ground ground <laughs> there. <laughs> That's awesome. Good work, John. We clearly learned a lot. Love it. From listening to music to blowing things up. It's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. So clearly your jobs have provided you with life skills. And Jason and I are also very much of the mindset that the skills that parenthood brings us are also directly applicable to our day jobs. This episode of the Parents at Work podcast is brought to you by Ready, Set, Launch, a boutique career coaching firm that supports executives in career and retirement transitions, as well as building their professional services practices. I'm Jason Levin, and I've been supporting executives achieving their goals in the private, public, and nonprofit sectors for the past 10 years. Based on those experiences, I decided to write a book called Relationships to Infinity, the art and science of keeping in touch. We say keep in touch, but we struggle to do so. I wrote this book so that my readers could have proven research-based tactics to keep in touch and reap all the benefits. I'm excited about this book and I know that you will too. 
Head over to ReadySetLaunch.net or connect with me on LinkedIn to learn more about the book. Be happy to learn more about your goals and your organization and how there might be a fit. Again, head over to ReadySetLaunch.net to get back in touch. Now, back to our episode. And so I'm curious, we'll stick with you for a minute, John. What skills do you think that you personally have gained through parenthood that are helpful to your consulting role? Oh, well, I'm, I mean, I think the one that comes to mind is, you know, is how much really humor can, can move kids along in the direction that you want. You know, I mean, sometimes you want a very like serious, you know, outcome, like you want them to wear shoes outside. But, you know, kind of making it light, playful, and, you know, a little bit fun can get kids to the end result faster. And honestly, it's not just kids. I mean, I think, you know, that's a great technique to use with with your teams, with, you know, with your clients, you know, getting to a place where you have that sort of informal comfort and can kind of nudge the conversation along through, you know, levity and, you know, a bit of playfulness, I think is a great managerial and, and you know, advisor instinct or, or toolkit to have. That'd be one I would call out. I'm sure there's many, but I might highlight that one. That's a great one. It reminds me of the spoonful of sugar concept. Yes. Dan, over to you. What sort of skills do you think that you've gained through parenthood that are also really useful in your consulting role? Well, they say young children are the best negotiators in the world. And therefore, I think uh, working with my or working, living and with my young children helped me prepare for uh, the kind of interactions I might have with clients at the time <laughs> that helped me quite a bit in terms of just uh, you know making sure that um, that the, everything's grounded that we're you know to, honestly to speak simply and to the point to make sure that if things are well understood there's no room for doubt or on being unclear and really um, listening in some cases because children have a lot to say um, and at work is the same thing is true for our clients. And for a child and, and working and growing with, with children and, and teenagers and so forth, a lot of change going on in their lives. And so the same is true for, for our clients, right? We're, our job is to bring forward change. And so, again, being a parent helps prepare for some of that stuff. And I've found it to be, to be useful. That's a great list of skills. And yes, kids are relentless negotiators. I mean, they have no end in sight in terms of when they give up. Um, and Especially when it comes to asking for dessert for the yes, time. Yes, we had, we had an ongoing ice cream negotiation last night that resulted in going to bed without the ice cream. But, you know, another day, I'm sure we'll have the same conversation. You've sort of anticipated my next question too, Dan, so I'm going to stick with you, which is what sort of changes do you see happening in management consulting that are affecting working parents, even if they're not exactly about working parents. Changes that are happening in management consulting. I would say the pace at which things are changing in the business world that, that require the skills of folks like John and myself to help them get there, it's it's speeding up. Um, mm-hmm. Technology is changing the game. It's making things in some cases simpler, but in other ways, a little more complicated. And so for, you know, working mothers and fathers, that could be really scary, right? To have to deal with all of this at the same time while raising a family. And what I would give in terms of advice would be don't get sucked up into the chaos. Mute the noise. Focus on the things that are important to you personally. And of course, your clients, because that's what we do. 
but try to give the Heisman to everything else. It's easy to say, hard to do, but if you're able to hone that skill and it takes time, you'll be you'll be much happier and much more fulfilled for it. Dan, is there anything practically speaking that you do to mute that noise? For me, so for some people, it's it's meditation. For me, it's my faith. It's just a constant grounding of what's important in life. Those are the things I think that matter to me most. But but for everyone, it could be different. Beautiful. Yeah, the constant grounding. I love that phrase. And yeah, just every day reminding ourselves of what's important. John, over to you. What changes do you see happening in management consulting that happen to be affecting working parents? Well, I think I would just extend some of Dan's comments. I mean, you know, I think for the most part, if you look back over the past decade, you know, a couple of decades, I mean, consulting has been a growing profession, you know, which means there are more people moving into the profession. It means that companies are all expanding their capabilities, um, you know, and bumping in, into each other more. So I would say it's a more, you know, competitive landscape, you know, year over year. And I do think that that has, you know, the effect of, you know, creating more, you know, creating more demand on your time, creating more stress uh, for all consultants. And for parents, I think it just requires, like you said, that that constant awareness of your of your priorities and how to and how to get those needs served. Is there anything that you personally do to mitigate that stress that can compound daily? I try to create some walls. I know I really, I really do try to like invest in, you know, time in the weekend and I'm not always successful at that, but I certainly have a goal of, you know, clearing out the weekend to spend time with my family. I wear like a fitness band, you know, to just try to stay more on top of my own, like personal, you know, health, my, my personal metrics, my biometrics and, you know, try to be like a healthy individual, you know, so I, because I think the, I think the physical is necessary to be present uh, emotionally and, and mentally for, for my family. Here, here. Yes. The physical and mental wellness are so linked to one another for sure. Back over to you, Jason, for our final set of questions. Yeah. And before I hit on the final set of questions, I really enjoyed how Dan, you were talking about the changes in technology and how you really need to be there for your clients. John, you were acknowledging this creates a great deal of stress. I mean, the the whole notion of being in management and consulting is that you're advising, uh, you know, these industry leaders on what they need to be doing next. And so I love how, Dan, you found uh, faith to help brand yourself. Uh, John, you've got your fitness tracker and your weekends and your intentions. I think each person can find their own voice and how they think about centering, which is which is really, really important. So, John, I want to stay with you for a second. And this is kind of the lightning round. So it's going to be three questions in one. Number one, best piece of advice for navigating life as a working parent. Number one book and number one piece of technology. Wow. I mean, I think the advice is you really have to consider how you want to spend your time in valuable emotionally satisfying ways. And so outsourcing the parts of life that um, you don't feel that strongly about is very important. And it can seem a bit awkward. I mean, I remember, you know, my dad always uh, washed the car and he always uh, mowed the lawn. And my mom was always picking me up from school. You know, I mean, like there were these things that I just see as very, you know, typical. But I also think that like, that's not necessarily the way that I want to spend like large chunks of the weekend, you know? So, I mean, thinking about, thinking about how time is spent and, and outsourcing is definitely, definitely a big, a big piece of that. I don't know if I, I don't know if I have a number one book that would stand out for me, but I would say for, for technology, 
a, t- a type of common calendar for the family. I know Lori and Jason, you're very big on this, but I'm a big supporter of that as well. Having a common view of family commitments that actually syncs in with my work calendar has been a really critical and valuable and simple, I mean, piece of technology, right? There's almost no investment required there to, to achieve that. No, but you're, I mean, what you're talking about is, I mean, Lori and I were just doing it last night, coordinating calendars. Yeah. It's, uh, it's amazing how much time you spend coordinating your calendar with, with your spouse, uh, you know, both not only for work, but all the different kids activities and those types of things, you know, and, uh, and I think it's interesting how you think of uh, outsourcing, which, you know, when we were growing up, that wasn't even, uh, you know, it was uh, barely even a word. I mean, the outsource of mowing the lawn, what are you kidding? I think that's something that, you know, we all uh, can consider, should consider. So we're using our time uh, to the best uh, that we can. Those are some really great comments. Dan, on to you. Same questions. Um, advice, I would say, focus on what's important in your life. Determine what those things are and focus on those things and everything else will fall into place. In terms of books, I'm actually going to recommend two. There's a, a book called Mindset by uh, Dr. Carol Dweck, as well as another one called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Both are excellent reads. Um, I believe both are New York Times bestsellers, but both can help in terms of how to kind of think about and change the way people think about their their work, their life, et cetera, and just expand. And then in terms of te- best piece of technology... I honestly, I'm so connected to my mobile phone. <laughs> I don't think I can do without it, unfortunately. And I think a lot of your listeners might have the same problem I do, which is it's right next to my bedside. And I, it's the first thing I see in the morning, which is kind of weird. It's bad. It's an admission I, I hate to make, but it's true. It's important. And um, I need to do a better job personally of making sure that I, I use it properly, not over overuse that piece of technology because it could be something that um, takes over your life. You know, I, I hear you, Dan. Um, uh, that's uh, actually one of my 2023 intentions. And it actually came from my kids that, you know, Daddy, you're on your phone too much. You know, of course, our our, our children are our teachers. And I love the uh, the books that you'd recommended. Uh, Mindset is uh, is a favorite of mine. So and and and, and it, I think it really sets an important intention for, you know, how you focus on things. Those are some really great ideas. Yes. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, John. I just recently learned the trick of putting your phone on grayscale to make it look boring, which has uh, dramatically reduced my interest in picking up my phone. So I'd encourage everybody to give it a try. Just Google, turn your phone on grayscale. It's sort of startling at first how dull the phone can look, but when it's duller, it's less enticing. So just throwing that out there. John and Dan, thank you so much for being on with us today. Jason and I have really enjoyed our conversation, and I'm certain that our listeners have been able to find themselves and hear their own working parent experiences in your words and will draw inspiration from your wisdom. So thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, or if you know a working parent who you think would find this conversation helpful, we would be so grateful if you would, first of all, subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode, and also share the link to this particular episode, perhaps with someone who is a consultant and is a working parent. Thank you so much for joining us today. We look forward to being together again next time and uh, all the best in your working parent endeavors. You got this. 